0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is your host of Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith. I'm glad you all are here. Thanks for listening. This here is going to be episode number one. And on this episode, I'll be talking about my college football playoff predictions, the college football coaching carousel. I'll have my original segment reality check where I'll be talking about the Cavs, the Thunder and the Cowboys and I'm going to start off my segment unpopular opinion um, which will probably upset a bunch of you so here we are with my college football prediction So uh, number one Clemson is facing number four Alabama and number two Oklahoma is going to be facing number three Georgia I'll start off with the 2 3 game. Um, I believe that Georgia will lose a close one to Oklahoma. So, the Oklahoma offensive line is probably one of the better offensive lines in the nation. Although, Georgia's front seven is a very solid front seven. I feel like the O-line for Oklahoma is going to be a lot better against that defensive line than Georgia's offensive line versus Oklahoma's defensive line if that makes any sense. So the, the war in the trenches the battle in the trenches will be won by Oklahoma and I feel like that's where this game will be won It's going to be a close game. I don't want to put a score on it just yet um, the night before the games, I will attach a score to each of the, the top two games, or the two major playoff games. But a lot like Johnny Manziel a couple years ago, I cannot bet against Baker Mayfield. Um, after the Ohio State game, I was like, oh, okay, this dude's for real. He will... Likely win the Heisman. I believe uh, he's going to be your Heisman Trophy winner. So there's no way he's going to be taking a loss in the first round or in the semifinals of the college football playoff. Now for the national championship rematch: Clemson versus Alabama. Roll Tide, as they like to say down here. Um so this would be the third time in three years that they're gonna be uh be facing off Alabama one, Clemson one. Uh so this is for all the marbles, the big enchilada. And I I believe this like the like uh the Georgia Oklahoma game's gonna be a close one. I'm talking one possession close down to the last minute close. Whoever has the ball will win close. But I'm going to have to go with Clemson. Their offense is rolling. And you I don't think Alabama is going to be healthy enough at the time of the game to have enough athletes on the field to cover Clemson's high-octane offense. So that will put Clemson and Oklahoma versus each other. Um I love Baker Mayfield. He's one of the most exciting players in the country to me. Um, but, I don't know. So, it's, it's a matchup of the country's most complete team versus the country's best, well, the nation's best quarterback. Uh... So I'm, I'm going to take the team over the quarterback. I'm taking Clemson to be back-to-back college football champions. They'll be the first ones to repeat since 2012. And the last school to do that is the team they beat to get into it, Alabama. Roll Tire. <laughs> so no bombshells with that, that segment. Now we're going to be moving on to the college football coaching carousel. Let's talk about this college football playoff coaching carousel. It is crazy. Tennessee can't hire a volunteer. Um, So John Curry has been put on leave. And the acting AD is, air quotes, the backstabbing Philip Fulmer. To me, he's a legendary coach. But to a lot of people that have knowledge of the situation, going on to Knoxville, they say that he backstabbed John Curry by sabotaging the coaching search so that he could become the AD. His plan worked quite nicely. Chip Kelly is back in a Pac-12, and I feel like being at UCLA, if you give him about three to four years to get his guys in, implement his system, he's going to be stealing a lot of those kids from Compton. Uh, inner city Los Angeles, and, and uh, getting some real athletes to come through UCLA. The only thing about it is I believe UCLA's academic standards is one of the top in the country. But if he can get these kids to get in and study and keep them eligible, he'll have the opportunity to build a solid program. Now, I don't know how his relationship with Phil Knight is going to be affected with him signing with an Adidas school. No, it's going to be an Under Armour school now. Dan Mullen made the um, lateral move to Florida State from Mississippi State. Uh, those were his words. When he had a coordinator leave and go to Florida, he called it a lateral move. So I'm just using what he said. Dan Mullen is a very solid coach. He does the most with the least. Uh, his team often overperformed, over-performed and in Starkville. Kevin Sumlin, to nobody's surprise, was fired from Texas A&M. But to my surprise, they were to pick up a solid top-tier coach in Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he has a 10-year 75 million Dollar contract He can pay All that money For boosters and fans Who believe they're a top tier program Let's have a reality check Texas A&M is not The best Team in their division And they're in the SEC West Where they have to compare themselves With the likes of Alabama Auburn LSU Mississippi State maybe, I'm only saying that because they're ranked Texas AM and must accept that 10 win seasons maybe they're silly and on a good year when they beat one of the two of Alabama and Auburn, it's a really good year. 11 wins is acceptable at most places and it should be acceptable at Texas A&M I feel like they have the same problem that Tennessee has. Tennessee believes they're still that program of the 90s when they're not. Scott Frost who used to coach at UCF decided to leave UCF to go to Nebraska. And I definitely understand leaving to go home. I can understand that. I can even relate. Everybody wants to go back home. But... If home is Nebraska, where they have I'm gonna call it Aggieitis. That's when uh named it after Texas and who believes they're a top tier program. Nebraska used to be a top tier program. They just have to build a fence around Nebraska. They have to go into the backyard of some of their conference rivals and build a pipeline to Nebraska. I saw what he did at UCF. And I hope he can do the same thing in Nebraska. I just feel like he moved on a little too soon. Because he could have done something really special at UCF. Now I woke up one morning. And I was like, dang, Arizona State made a hire? What? They hired Herm Edwards? I didn't even know he was looking to get back into college. Well, I didn't even know he was looking to coach college. And then I spoke with one of my friends, Kagan. Hope you're listening. And he pointed out to me that he doesn't like the way players are in the NFL. So he wants to change lives, and he can't do that at the NFL level, so he's going to choose to do it at the college football level. Now, you need to watch Herman Edwards, Arizona State, coaching press conference introduction. That there is hilarious, and I hope he has a million memes come out of his press conferences over the years. So, I just touched on all the major coaching moves. It's been very crazy. And now, here are a list of schools that are still looking for coaches. It's going to be uh, Tennessee. They're still searching. But I believe, uh, at the time of this podcast, there are in agreement with a candidate. don't want to speak on who it is because I don't want you to get the wrong information from me. Uh... Oregon because they lost Willie Taggart to Florida State who who is it going to be a a great hire? um, if he can build on because What I believe happened. I believe Jimbo Fisher lost the pulse of the team They just stopped playing for him SMU is looking for a coach after Chad Morris left to go to Arkansas Which is where I thought Gus Malzahn would go before the SEC championship game. I tweeted a poll Asking if Auburn is in the college football playoff at season's end. Does Gus Malzahn stay or leave for the Arkansas job? 52% said leave. 48% said stay. That was out of 163 votes. And then following Auburn's loss of the SEC championship game, 83% said yes going to Arkansas and only 17% said no staying in Auburn and he ended up staying in Auburn. Now let's move on to my original segment of reality check mate. Reality check is where I take what people are saying on Twitter which I go through every day and I give you a reality check. I tell you what I believe like how the Cavs are on their winning streak and I know it's going to end and I can tell you who is going to end too so the Cleveland Cavaliers are on a 13 game winning streak they have been filling up the box score while the win streak is all good and dandy it won't last and the win streak means nothing once they get to the postseason their front line is going to have issues in the postseason. So do not, because the games are slower, do not put all your baskets in the same, or put all your eggs in the basket saying that this team will be the number one seed. They have number one seed talent, but they don't have number one seed depth. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and give you. Since I'm talking about the Cavs, I'm going to give you my unpopular opinion. My unpopular opinion is they're going to get Demarcus Cousins before the season's over. They're going to trade Tristan Thompson and Amon Schumper and the number two pick for Boogie Cousins to get him to come to Cleveland and to get LeBron to stay. I also believe that. The Cavaliers' win streak was going to end on the road to the Indiana Pacers. And if they don't lose against the Pacers, I think the next time they have a chance of losing is Christmas Day versus the Golden State Warriors. Let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. They have their own big three in Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and Russell Westbrook. The issue with the Oklahoma City Thunder. Why they will never become a great big three. They all want to be unselfish. Like Melo wants to make it work. Paul George wants to make it work. Russell Westbrook wants to make it work. What they should do is. It is Russell's team. You only go as far as Russell Westbrook takes you. Allow him to feed you all. They're all averaging right around 20 points, which is great, but you won't be able to sustain it. You get your 20, you get your 20, you get your 20, and let's pick up another 28 to 30 points from our role players. You want to hear an unpopular opinion? Billy Donovan is going to be fired or relieved of his duties of Oklahoma City. Now on this portion of reality check, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Cowboy fans a reality check. Well NFL fans at that. So it's no no surprise the Cowboys are struggling without Ezekiel Elliott. Dak Prescott is struggling without Ezekiel Elliott. You know what? Dak Prescott has not changed from his rookie year to his second year. You know what has changed? His personnel. They were picked apart by free agency. Guys left for more money. Now, the defense is horrible. And I listen to Skip Bayless all the time. He says, just because it's without Sean Lee. Sean Lee is not playing corner safety. He's a linebacker. He gets everybody in the right place. But there's only so much you can do when you're getting out jump out muscle on the outside and will you please everybody Cowboys Nation anybody who's a Dez Bryant supporter stop calling him a top tier receiver he can't run routes he doesn't always like to catch he's a bully receiver he bullies smaller corners just with his strength he has he, ha- he has two routes he has a go route and he has a dig route that is like a ten and in. He's not hitting you with double moves, beating you with speed, because he's just going to outmuscle you. Like the catch over Breland, and he just went up and took it away. If anybody's missing Tony Romo, it's going to be Des Bryant. He he gave him a chance on those 50-50 balls. You cannot expect Dak Prescott to throw the ball into danger like that. You you can't expect D- Dak Prescott to carry a team without his best weapon. Even though he's a he's a running back, he's still a weapon that he uses. You want an unpopular opinion? Here you go. Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Martavis Bryant, who is in a contract year, is going to be in Dallas next year. Because I'm sure Jerry sees. That they need another weapon outside of des Bryant. I don't know what kind of money they can afford to give him. But they're going to give him all they can. Martavis Bryant can blow the top off of a coverage. And that's what Des Bryant needs. He need he needs a safety to stop being over the top of him. He needs for... for Cole Beasley needs defense to stop bracketing him. That's probably... The Cowboys biggest weakness they don't have speed to take the top off of a coverage now for the unpopular opinion thing is like something I love I took it from the Jalen and Jacoby show I love it I'm a mr. me too as Jalen would like to say I'm only a mr. me too because I took this segment from them the idea of the segment from them Eli Manning will be in Denver Colorado as the Denver Bronco next year. John Elway may never find a quarterback of the future, but he can always find a quarterback of the present. I think Eli Manning will be the the guy in Denver taking snaps next year, much like his older brother Peyton did. I know it's crazy, and I want you to tell me how crazy it is. Give me your feedback. Give me the call-ins. Give me the comments. I want to hear what you all think about Eli Manning going to Denver, or what you think of Martavius Bryant going to Dallas. Congrats to Alshon Jeffrey on getting that contract extension. Um, let's talk about the Philadelphia phil that got my southern draw, the Philadelphia Eagles and their Super Bowl hopes. I believe they get to the NFC Championship game and lose. Um, they're, they're they're young. They're going to be back next year. Uh, this is not a fluke year for Carson Wentz. He's a real deal. But I do not believe they are going to be able to sustain a playoff run. I mean, you only got to win two games to get to the Super Bowl. But I don't believe they're going to be able to outplay the Seahawks. Or the Saints, or the Minnesota Vikings. Speaking of the Vikings, shout out to you, Case Keenum. You are becoming the quarterback I knew you could always be. I was a big fan of you while you were in Houston. And now, well, Houston University, well, University of Houston, not when he was a Texan, not a Texans fan at all. But with him being the career passing leader in the NCAA, it's only fitting that he's becoming a great gap stop quarterback. He's a gap quarterback. He, uh, he is the bridge between two quarterbacks. Uh, I don't believe Teddy Bridgewater will start next season just because. That's going to be my unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. Teddy Bridgewater will not return as the starter of the Minnesota Vikings next year. You ever heard the saying that you can't lose your starting role to injury? Teddy Bridgewater, you've lost your starting role to injury. You're not the only one. How do you think Dak Prescott became a starter? Tony Romo lost his position to injury. I just don't believe. I believe once you've been there, you know what to expect. The Eagles have never been there. They have players that have been there, like LeGarrette Blunt. But you have to learn how to win before you can really win the big one. I know to some people that makes no sense because you're like, how did Trent Dilfer win? He was never a winner. Or how did Rich Gannon win? He was never... Wait, Rich Gannon never won. Never mind. There's just too many experienced NFC teams that they have to go against. Um, I believe the Vikings defense is a little bit better than theirs, but their offense is as good as anybody's in the league or anybody that has a chance of making it out of the NFC. And where's the respect for Russell Wilson? I understand his team isn't the best team in the NFC. And Carson Wentz is putting up ridiculous numbers. But you got to whisper, Russell Wilson for MVP. Thank you all for listening to Real Talk Sports in your free time or on your drive home or on your drive to work. I do appreciate the listens. I would greatly appreciate the call-ins and the feedback. I wish you all would interact with me. You can find me on Twitter at I Barely Tweet. I always do Twitter polls and I always reply to people when they talk about sports. This is my thing. I love sports and I love talking about it. And I want to be a mainstay in this community of Anchor in the podcast world. Thanks. And peace.